I'm not afraid. Are you? The Watchman Speaks discusses biblical solutions to modern-day dilemmas. I'll tell you the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear. I am the old watchman, Ezekiel. I pray you listen. Welcome to The Watchman Speaks. I'm your host, Lottie Richardson. Today I'm going to discuss something that's very near and dear to my heart. Today I'm going to discuss the special needs individual. And I have a very special guest today, my youngest daughter, Megan. Now, Megan is a high-functioning autistic. Many has been the time people have asked me, what's wrong with Megan? My answer is always the same. There's nothing wrong with Megan. She is exactly the way God created her to be. Megan has autism. What's your problem? You see, to say that Megan has something wrong with her is the same as saying that God has no idea what he's doing. I'll prove that to you scripturally in just a few moments. But right now, I'd like to introduce the first guest on The Watchman Speaks, Miss Megan Richardson. Megan, say hello to all the people who are listening. Hello, everybody. Can you tell them your name? I'm Megan, Megan Richardson. Can you tell us how old you are, baby? I'm 35 years old. Okay, good, good, Megan. Uh, you love Jesus? Oh, yes, sir, I do. Oh, good. Now, Megan, I remember several years ago, you were telling us about how you saw Jesus. Is that right? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. When I woke up, I just saw Jesus coming here in my room, and then I said, and I said, who are you? And he said, please, do not be afraid. I've come here to see you. So then... He went, he walked off, and then I walked, and I walked after him and went downstairs. He was gone, and, and he, and he's just disappeared. And that's all he said is, do not be afraid. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. I wish I could have seen him too, but I'm glad that you got to see him. Oh, yes. So, what I want, Megan, is just, I just wanted people to meet you and to hear you talk to him for just a few moments. So, uh, if you want to, you can go on about, about your business and your chores. Just tell everybody you have so long. We'll see you later. Oh, I will. Okay. Thank you, Megan. You're very welcome. Well, there you have it, folks. That's my daughter, Megan, who, as I've said, has autism. And like I've said, many people have asked me, what's wrong with Megan? Well, let me tell you a little bit about Megan. The first thing about Megan is that she loves others with absolutely no strings attached. She trusts others to a fault, to a point that it puts her safety in danger at times. I watch over Megan carefully that others who would take advantage of her love and trust do not do so or bring harm to her in any way. Her birthday wish for her 12th birthday was to be friends with the whole world. The second thing about Megan is that Megan possesses the greatest compassion I have ever seen for others who are hurting. She simply cannot bear to see or hear of others who are suffering. She's quick to stop and pray for others. 
There was a time when Megan fell in the shower and bruised her hip really badly, and she couldn't get up. She couldn't get out of the shower. I was at work, and my wife had to call an ambulance to come get Megan to take her to the emergency room. The emergency department at the hospital was full, and as the EMTs were rolling Megan through the emergency department, the staff was performing CPR, a code, on a homeless person in the hallway. Megan was asked what was going on, and the EMT told her that staff were trying to save that person's life. Well, Megan demanded that the EMT stop immediately and allow her to pray for the staff and that person. Even though she was in great pain herself, she had the compassion to stop and pray for others. The third thing is that Megan will give you her last dollar if she thinks you need it. I can remember a time when finances were tight in our house. And we couldn't afford getting Megan some little something that she wanted. And I did my best to explain to her that we simply did not have the money at that time to provide her with what she wanted. The little money we had was to keep a roof over our heads and food on the table. After a short while, Megan presented me with her piggy bank, offering her life savings to help the household. On the other hand, Megan has little sense of value. If she has $10 and went into a store to buy a candy bar and the cashier told Megan that the candy bar cost $10, then that's what Megan would gladly pay for it. Her thinking is, I have $10 and the cashier has a candy bar. I want a candy bar and the cashier wants $10. That's a fair trade. Now don't laugh. That's actually happened. Yes, there are people in this world that take advantage of the special needs individual in such ways. So what's wrong with Megan? Let's see. She loves with no strings attached. She has the greatest compassion for others who are hurting that I've ever seen. And she'll give you her last dollar if she thinks you need it. If there's anything wrong with that, then sign me up to be wrong. The two great faults that Megan has is one, she is brutally honest. In other words, she has no concept of being tactful. Two, she is a bit nosy. She wants to know what's going on, and she wants to know all the details of every situation and circumstance. As a parent of a special needs child, I can tell you that Megan has taught me more about the difficulties of life than I have ever taught her. There was once a time that my oldest daughter came to me and told me that Megan was in her room crying. And she may have been 10 or 11 years old at this time. Some other kids at school had been making fun of Megan as she had tried to interact with them and they had rejected her attempts. And she lay there crying, tears streaming down her face, and she asked me, What did I do, Daddy? Why don't they want to be my friends? And my heart was crushed for her. I had not been popular when I was young and in school. I'd suffered similar rejections growing up. And I said, You didn't do anything wrong, sweetheart. They just don't understand what a good friend you can be. They don't understand that you're just a little different than the rest of the world. When I said that, Megan instantly stopped crying. She sat up and stared directly into my eyes, and with all authority and certainty, she said, Dad, I'm not different from the rest of the world. The rest of the world is different from me. You talk about a punch in the throat. You talk about feeling like I'm one inch tall. My baby girl, my special needs baby girl, had just expressed wisdom and truth so deep yet so simple that it was difficult to comprehend at first. She was right. 
She wasn't broken. Our society is broken. And as a young man, I once struggled with the fact that I had a special needs daughter. At times, I wondered what I had done for God to give me a special needs child. Surely I had done something wrong. I wondered about how she would ever come to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And Megan was not always the well-mannered young lady that she is now. There are times in her younger years when she was prone to major outbursts of tantrum-like behavior. To say that parenting a special needs child was easy would have been a great understatement. But over the course of time, with a lot of love, Megan will now present herself as a lady, shake your hand, and introduce herself to you in a ladylike fashion. But it has been a long and difficult journey. I'm going to go into my Bible now, and I'm going to share with you some things that I believe apply to special needs individuals and their families. I wish I could say that these discoveries are all my own and were revealed to me by Holy Spirit, but I'd be lying. Now, a lot of what I'm going to share with you is wisdom I gained from a radio pastor called Chuck Swindoll. His radio broadcast, Insight for Living. And many years ago, I heard this broadcast. Now, I've never met Mr. Swindoll, nor have I ever spoken with him on the phone or corresponded with him through any form of mail. I give God the glory that Chuck Swindoll was given what I'm going to share with you. And I thank God that he had me turn the radio on that day. Chuck Swindoll's message that day was entitled, When God Gives Special Wrapped Gifts, or it was something along those lines. I searched his website looking for the message, and I can't find it. So I'll make a presentation as best I can and pray Mr. Swindoll doesn't sue me. After all, Mr. Swindoll, I did give you the credits. So let's begin. And I direct you to Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. You see, God created Megan exactly as he intended her to be. Oops is not in God's vocabulary. God does not make mistakes. To say that there's something wrong with Megan is saying that God does not know what he's doing. She is skillfully and wonderfully made. God saw her before the day of her conception, and in his book were written all her days when she had not as yet seen the first one. Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies at the gates. Megan is truly a gift from God. She is the fruit of the womb, and all children are a reward. I am not ashamed of Megan, and I will meet her enemies at the gate fearlessly, ferociously if need be. 
You see, God gave me Megan so that I can be stronger, so that I have the courage to speak for those who are unable to speak for themselves, to administer justice on behalf of those whom justice has been denied. You see, God is sovereign over all things. Isaiah 45, 5-7 says, I am the Lord, and there is no other besides me. There is no God. I will gird you, though you have not known me that men may know from the rising to the setting of the sun that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. The one forming light and creating darkness, causing well-being and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these. Now for me to question God's sovereignty in my life or Megan's life, when God is sovereign over all things, is nullifying and ignoring the authority of God. May it never be. But let's look more closely at Isaiah 45, verses 9 and 10. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker, an earthenware vessel among vessels of the earth. Will the clay say to the potter, What are you doing? Or the thing you are making say, He has no hands? Woe to him who says to a father, What are you begetting? Or to a woman, to what are you giving birth? You want to talk about a reprimand. You want to talk about correction. I got a whole fistful of correction from that passage. You don't question God about the gifts he gives in specially wrapped packages. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan. Even more, it is an injustice to a parent to ask them what is wrong with their child, and it is a slap in God's face. Don't do that. Be very careful. Let's cruise over to Hebrews 13, verse 2. It says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. There's a lot of special needs kids are strangers. They get mocked, slapped around, made fun of, no one ever knowing whether or not they're entertaining an angel. Now, that may not be directly linked to special needs individual, but I believe it applies to an extent. You see, much of society rejects people like my Megan, whether they be strangers or not. Usually, people like Megan are strangers because our society does not care to get to know them. They are afraid. By the way, that homeless person that Megan prayed for in the emergency room didn't die. Just have to wonder if that person would have rejected Megan's prayers had they known that she was autistic. See, most individuals with so-called special needs, like Megan, tend to operate on levels considered as childlike. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 14, Mark 10, 14, and Luke 18, 16, something to the effect that don't stop the children from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Now imagine, Jesus was talking about children and their childlike faith and their innocence. Now imagine, how happy do you think Jesus would be if these so-called special needs individuals were treated unjustly? In fact, they are. In Mark 9, 42, Jesus said, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone hung around his neck and he'd cast into the sea. 
Matthew 18, 6, Jesus said, But whoever calls one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. These are grave warnings to anyone who would dare to mislead or harm one of the leaves of childlike faith, as theirs is the highest rank in the kingdom of God. Think about that for a moment. I have no doubt that when Megan and I meet Jesus upon his return, Megan will not be known as Lonnie's daughter. No. I consider it an honor and privilege to be known as Megan's dad. Now comes the $64 million question. Why does God create special needs individuals? The truth is, I kind of don't know, and I kind of do know. But no one really knows. Believe me, I have asked. Romans chapter 11, Paul talks about how God has not rejected his people. And in that chapter, there are two verses that have always rung my bell or when I ask for answers to questions and receive none. Romans 11, 33 and 34 read, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who become his counselor. Sometimes God does something and we just don't know why. Perhaps it's another thing to just accept it in faith. If any of you out there have a special needs individual, a gift that God has given in special wrapping, or if you have a family member who has a special needs, or if you just know someone with a special needs in the family member, please let them know that they all have a place in the old watchman's heart and that they have a place in God's heart. God has not abandoned them. Is life sometimes more difficult? Yes. Is it anything that cannot be overcome? No. Let me say that the divorce rate in families with special needs children is alarmingly greater than families who do not have special needs children. Why? Because someone either cannot or will not cope. They don't have understanding the blessings that they have been presented with. And I dare say that they have not as yet surrendered all, including the special needs loved one, to God. It's difficult at times. Yeah, I know. It's hard. Yeah, I know. Is it worth it in the long haul? Absolutely. God never intended for special needs families to split up. Don't believe that. It is the work of the devil that attacks the foundation of the nuclear family. He wants to destroy the family. He believes that if he can do that, he will and can eventually destroy the church. You know what? He's got a good head start. There's just one problem with that. Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Therein, we have hope. So if you have someone in your family who has special needs, or you know someone else, another family member, who has special needs in their family, or you just happen to know someone who has a special needs member in their family, let them know that they have a special place in the old watchman's heart. Let them know they have a special place in God's heart. God has not abandoned them. And you know, 
When I said earlier that I was a young man and I wondered what I had done, that God would give me a special needs child, well, I found the answer in John chapter 9. Beginning in the first verse, it reads, As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? And Jesus answered, It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. I am the old watchman Ezekiel. I pray for the special needs family. And the rest of you, you've been warned. Well, that's all for now. I thank you for your time and participation. Our time together is precious to me. Please, come and visit me at the oldwatchman.com for show notes, articles, video content, book reviews, Bible study material reviews, and Bible study methods. It's my hope and prayer that you get to know me through this podcast. Through the website at theoldwatchman.com, I can get to know you. If you like the content, consider following The Old Watchman on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. See you next time. May nothing in your life be missing. Nothing in your life be broken. Shalom.